What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And on today's episode, we're going to dive into the two different offensive line combinations that the Chicago Bears coaching staff are looking at with Lucas Patrick being back available. And we'll talk about what which one is going to offer the better all-around game for the Chicago Bears. We're also going to talk about how Byron Pringle continued to work on his chemistry with Justin Fields even while he was out with injury. And then we'll talk about the upcoming matchup against the 49ers and how Johnson and Debo Samuels are going to match up and who can get the better of that matchup. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Chicago Bears Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans, you can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me on Chicago Bears Central. I'm holding it down for C-Dub and Bobby on the daily episode today. And with Lucas Patrick returning to the Chicago Bears practice, being available, seems like he's going to be available week one. They're all pointing towards that. Uh, he had not practiced since July 28th, which it's that was much longer than I than I had realized he had been out. He, right, he injured his right hand in the second practice of training camp. But with right now, with his return coming, him looking like he's healthy, that he's ready to go, is that as of right now, Matt Eberflus, the head coach, has said that Patrick is a option at both the guard and center position, just depending on the combinations and if he's able to snap the ball. So as of right now, what we're looking at is two different com uh, combinations right now, is that if Lucas Patrick is able to snap the ball, the offensive line combination would then be uh, Braxton Jones at left tackle, Cody Whitehair at left guard, Lucas Patrick at center, Tevin Jenkins at right guard and, and right tackle, it will be Larry Borm. So that's gonna that's that offensive line combination that they're looking at. If Patrick is unable to snap the ball because of that hand injury, then what that would do is that that would actually leave Tevin Jenkins as the odd man out. At that point, Sam Mustafer would assume the job at center and Lucas Patrick would come in as the starting right guard. So that's the combinations right now. They're gonna continue as they have been all offseason is really looking at what 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 it offers them, Lucas Patrick is, I think, going to be on that starting lineup. And while Tevin Jenkins has really built himself up since since the, the trade rumors and everything to earn that starting right guard spot, it seems like that may be in question, not because of his skill or how the all the Bears staff really look at him, but just trying to get the best matchup and have Lucas Patrick out there if he's unable to snap the ball. So let me know up down below. What do you guys think on that? Do you think that the Bears are going the right path? which making sure that they have Lucas Patrick out there regardless if he's able to snap the ball or not, even if that forces Tevin Jenkins to come off the bench. Tevin is probably still going to get more than enough opportunity. We know that they have this Bears team has other offensive linemen that they're trying to develop and bring up as well that are very versatile in Leatherwood. So I, overall, I, it's going to work itself out. Whether he, whether Tevin Jenkins is forced to be come off the bench or out of that starting lineup initially, I do think he's going to eventually work himself back in as Patrick's hand kind of heals. But hopefully he's able to start um, and and snap that ball because then I really like what I've seen from Tevin Jenkins. I've had to do a complete 180 on Tevin Jenkins in my opinion on him by what he's shown. I do think that his his strength, his athleticism, it gives the Bears some of the best matchups, especially in the running game. But you can let me know what you guys think on that one down below. All right, let's go ahead and move into the next topic. This one is Byron Pringle, who has been out for quite a while as well. Coming into training camp, we all expected, let me not say us all, but uh, I think on this panel and the, and the hosts of this show, we all kind of expected Byron Pringle to be that wide receiver number two. I had even said that, you know, I think Velius Jones has a chance to take that over at some point in the season. But over the course of training camp, uh, Byron Pringle, even before his injury, seemed like his chemistry with Justin Fields wasn't quite where the, the Bears coaching staff wanted it. 
Uh, Equinami St. Brown worked himself up, eventually took over their wide two position. And while, you know, we've talked about EQ and uh, how he was kind of quiet out there in preseason, even though he played a lot of snaps, that could be design of the offense, you know, them using more limited version of the offense. So that's not all on him. It's preseason anyway. But Byron Pringle has been working on that chemistry with Justin Fields, and he had this direct quote. He said, since I was out, I've been trying to just listen to coaching points, the communication on the field, like they're giving to it to other guys. Just, just knowing I'm not trying to be a step behind when I get back on the field, so I've been paying attention in the meeting room and listening to everything Coach Getsy's been coaching and points that Justin's been saying to the fellas. So Byron Pringle understands, right? What the the chemistry with your quarterback and the wide receiver and how important that is. And I think also he knows and probably heard that, you know, there was their timing was off, right? It seemed like their timing was off by all reports uh, before Byron Pringle went down with injury. So him trying to kind of learn the way Justin likes to throw the ball, what the coaching staff, the, the positions that they like, that they like people to be on, what they're trying to do is, is, yeah, it can it can help build that chemistry. I think nothing replaces being actually on the field with with your teammates and actually building up the chemistry that way with the quarterback but it's good to hear that byron pringle even while he was injured not able to participate physically that he was still doing the things paying attention to enough tape he's a pro you should expect it he's 28 years old um so you know it, it kind of is what it is there now what does that mean for the wide receiver core overall i think it's going to be continue to be a fluid thing like with many positions on this team i don't think anything is quite a lock even if somebody starts off at the wide receiver number two to start the season it may be different by by game two it may be different by game three it may be a different again by game six at the end of the day byron pringle seems like he's putting himself in the best position having our full wide receiver core as, as much as possible out there healthy is going to be tantamount to, to just the, the building this team overall, we already know Nikhil Harry is going to be out until at least week five, and we'll see what happens with that and how many games he ends up being able to play and available for. But the people that are, and even the people who aren't, it's good to hear that they're doing things in the coaching staff, in, in, the, in the tape room, to try to also build as much chemistry, like I said, as possible. I don't think you can build the same amount, but it does go, it goes a long way if you can study tape with guys and see what you need to do out there and try to visualize yourself and how you fit in that. We're going to see how Byron Pringle does fit in that. It's going to be, hopefully, he's available game one against the 49ers, and we'll really get to see what happens of that. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the last topic for today. And this one is the upcoming matchup between Debo Samuels and Jalen Johnson and what that means uh, for the first game and how it could really dictate how good, how hard uh, this matchup is going to be against the 49ers coming into week one. So Jalen Johnson going into his third season um, in the NFL Talked about this. He said, again, you know, guys know, I like using direct quote. Uh, he says this, oh, 100% when he was asked if it's extra motivation for him to face a guy of Debo Samuel's caliber. He says, I mean, he just got paid. Everybody looks at him as that top five. So, I mean, I feel like people look at me as a top guy. So, to go against him and then showcase what I can do is another step in the right direction for me. We all know Debo Samuel got that three-year extension, 58, $58.1 million. And the fact that Jalen Johnson is not only talking about it, but has his eyes on what that one-on-one matchup is going to be. Four cornerbacks in the NFL, having that chip on your shoulder, having a little bit of cockiness, right? Sometimes, sometimes even more so, but having that cockiness, being able to talk shit, things like that is important for quarterbacks. But at the end of the quarterbacks, cornerbacks, but at the end of the day, having Jalen Johnson be prepared mentally for that matchup to know it's going to be a matchup that could very well dictate how this game goes in many ways for the Chicago Bears on the defensive end, 
him picking up that assignment, him succeeding his assignment, of course, it's not going to be just on him. It's going to be on Kyler Gordon. It's going to be on the other cornerbacks. It's going to be on, on the secondary as a whole to try to contain and keep that passing game as contained as they can. But it's good to see the J- Jalen Johnson's mindset and where it is because he's going to be an important part of how good or how bad this defense is. I've said it before. I do think that this defense is going to be a top 10 defense by the end of the season. Hey, call me crazy. That's fine. It's bear down season all day long around here. But that is what I believe. And it's good to see that Jalen Johnson's mindset is where it needs to be when it comes to this. All right, let's get into some of the other things before we go. Now, we're going to do our prediction show on the game uh, the next time we're all together, me, C-Dub, and Bobby. So be on the lookout for that. We will have a pregame show. We'll break down all of our expectations, predictions, things like that. But I want to give a couple of my predictions with this. Looking at this team, and especially the defense, right? And maybe tomorrow I'll do some of the offense. But I am predicting right now that on the Chicago Bears team that we're going to have at least three players have at least six or more sacks over the course of the next season. Who those six players are going to be will remain to be seen. I do think Robert Quinn is definitely going to be in there. Travis Gibson has a chance to be in there as well. I just, I really do trust the pressure. When you look at the pressure and how many QB hits that this team did have on the defensive end during preseason, I really do think that we're going to have an attack the quarterback type defense. We're going to get a lot of QB hits. We're going to get a lot of tackles for losses. We're going to get a lot of sacks. I think this defense is going to have. Now, that being said, What are some of the other predictions I have for this defense? Jaquan Brisker is going to be a finalist for Defensive Rookie of the Year, period. I don't think there's any question about it. And, you know, we'll we'll see how it ends up shaking out. But I really, looking at Jaquan Brisker and his just ability to always be around the ball, he's always near the ball in everything that we've seen him in. I really do think that this kid is going to have a spectacular rookie season and one in which it's going to quiet some of the people like C-Dub, who's on this panel, um, of, of people who wish that the Bears would have went after Pickens or another wide receiver earlier with that pick, I really do think Johan Brisker is going to be a really good player on the Chicago Bears team. And then some of the just, just, just I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sprinkle in some of my predictions over the course of this next week as we lead towards week one and the Bears' first official regular season game against the 49ers. Let me know some of your bold predictions down below. I'll sign them off. If they're good, I'll use them on another episode. Get your shout outs on that one. Uh, and again, thank you for tuning in to Chicago Bear Central. You guys are the best part of the show. Um, yeah, if you want to follow the show, do so at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Bear Central or gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears later because of you guys. Like I like to end every episode on. Bear down, y'all. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.